0: You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am thrilled as I uh, am a big fan uh, of this company that we have on today. And Jared is here uh, representing as the co-founder of Pressboard. Uh, Jerry grew up wanting Angela Bauer's job from the sitcom Who's the Boss. He is now an entrepreneur, marketer, and co-founder of content measurement company Pressboard. He hopes Angela would be very, very proud. And not to be confused, Pressboard, yes, it is a cellulose-based material constructed of several layers of <clears throat> paper, which when compressed, uh, using a combination of heat and pressure, form a stiff, dense material Uh, in a range of weights. But no, this is Pressboard, the content measurement company. So Jared, thank you for being here.
1: Thanks for having me on the show. And if we ever do a hard pivot, it'll be towards the material, the building material. So if you ever hear we moved out of content analytics and we just went really deep into construction materials, the name still works. It's perfect. Perfect.
0: So I want to jump right in. So if you're kind of pitching Pressboard to say Marketing News Canada... This is the, the the podcast that people are listening to. We have a uh, digital version of this site as well with articles, uh, you know, posts following every interview, and we have contributors. Uh, what does that look like for us as a publication?
1: Yeah, we're an analytics company at our core, which basically means we want to measure everything that's going on. And then we've narrowed ourselves to specifically focus on content. So this podcast is content, your articles are content. When you promote them on Facebook, that's another piece of content. So you have all these like, little bits and pieces, but they all make up the same idea, which is this podcast. Uh, And so the really hard thing to do is to tie that all together, because you've got walled gardens of Facebook, you have walled gardens of Google, and you have the open web and then podcasts are a whole other thing. So we just try and do a really good job of finding all these pieces and pulling it all together and painting a nice picture of what's going on. Uh, And that's what we've focused on for seven years uh, and that was the original problem that I had. Was I used to work agency side in Vancouver? I worked at a company called Newad, and Newad did two things. They did those ads that you see in restaurants, right, and campuses and gyms. That's where they probably made eighty percent of their profit. That was like a money making machine.
0: I noticed uh, you didn't mention which part of the restaurant or campus. Yeah, in the washrooms. A- washrooms, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was such
1: a funny company because yeah. maybe twenty years ago the owner. Michael Ria, who's this guy from Montreal, he was a lawyer, and he was, I think he saw something where this was being done in another market, and he's like, didn't do nothing about advertising, and he's like, seems like a good way to get an ad out there, built this company up, eventually had like tens of thousands of these ads, and then sold it to Bell a couple years ago uh, for a pretty good, I mean, the number's not disclosed, but, you know, pretty good for our bathroom ad company, but he, uh, they started spreading out into, they did these out-of-home, these ads in washrooms of campuses and restaurants, and then they built a digital division, and then they built an experiential marketing division, which was events. Yeah. And the whole idea was just, hey, young people are hard to reach, so let's just get them wherever they are. Yeah. And so I was working there, and we were doing a lot of agency-style business. tended to be a lot of content marketing. We owned a magazine, did some events, that type of stuff. And one of my clients was Best Buy. And we were doing this campaign for Best Buy, and I thought it was going to take 30 hours for us to manage it. And I put together a budget for that, and I'm like, this will be fine. 30 hours, I think we should be able to knock this out of the park. It was a content marketing campaign. And then it took us 250 hours, and we lost our shirt. (laughs) And I wasn't overly popular uh, for that month on how well we did there. And the biggest problem was it was just too hard to measure it. what was going on at this event and then what was happening in this article yeah, so I thought, well, that's a big problem, and I like this space. I really like content, so why don't we go into that and start a press board about seven years ago?
0: And, and the premise being, if I am an advertiser, and, and there is loads that listen to the show, I want to go to one place that has you know consistent quality, accountable data, not just the media kits that they're going to send me in a PDF.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, our primary customer base has become actually the media companies. So you've got a CBC mug there. Basically like all these big media companies, advertisers do a lot of content marketing, but you know who does like an insane amount of content marketing? Media companies. It's one of their number one advertising products is to do what used to be called advertorials. So branded content, sponsored content. So they're doing hundreds of these a month. So you can imagine if an advertiser has a problem doing one campaign a quarter, try doing 200 campaigns every single month for five years. And trying to bring all this data together in one place and present it in a way that these advertisers that spent a pretty good chunk of change on, uh, they want to see how well it's doing in real time. So that's essentially our customer base is primarily the big media companies and some big influencers. And they want to be able to bring all that data together, show it to the advertiser in like a real-time basis and show them how everything's going. On a campaign basis,
0: right? So it's like, I, I, here's a campaign X, campaign Y, campaign Z, not just
1: a, a generic press board doc for how things are going generally. Yeah, let's think of it like, let's go back to my Best Buy kind of origin example, right? Best Buy is working with 20 different media companies, plus Facebook, plus everything else all at once. It's hard enough getting your owned media. So getting the off your own website, your own Facebook channel. Now try and work with 20 different partners where you have no access to their Google Analytics or anything else as well. And then we just bring that all together in a really nice, cohesive picture. And that's what the software does. And so advertisers also use the platform. So you have big ones like Telus and IBM, and they do so much of this work, so much branded content that they have their own version of the platform so that they can control everything, combine it with earned media. But really, I, I just think of it as, hey, this this like new world where people are marketing themselves through content. Most of the tools that have been built over the last 20 years have been built around display ads. And there just needed to be some new tools that were built, so we went out and just built those.
0: It's incredible. So if I'm, um, you know, again, Marketing News Canada, let's just go with that. Yeah. One of our advertisers, Canada Post, uh, you know, runs a you know an advertorial on our site or, or runs a campaign uh, on our site. I'm able to then give them a press board results uh, report that says, "Hey, look, look, Canada Post, look what the results are from the campaign we did together. Thanks to Pressboard, and you make it easy for me, easy for them, and, and
1: everyone's happy." Yeah, exactly. Instead of you sending a report three weeks after the campaign's done in PowerPoint and Excel doc, yeah, you just yeah. send them a link on day one and say, you watch how this goes for the next couple months, log in whenever you want, you can see everything that's going on with all of your content.
0: So essentially it's, it's like an, an, an API dashboard. that we, I pl- I, So I, as the, adverti- or the, the media publication, plug everything in, yeah. and the advertiser can then watch and listen and observe throughout the campaign, and then even at the end of the campaign, print it off and add it to their super
1: report. Yeah. And even tie in, let's say they want to see what traffic you're driving to their site. They can plug their yeah. own analytics into that and then just make that attribution across. The big problem is I doubt that you're going to give Google analytics access to every single one of your advertisers, right? There's, there's no way. And influencers, same thing. What are you going to do? Give up your, the rights to your Facebook account? I mean, that's your bread and butter and that's all of your data and it's got everything in there. So this just gives you a, like a safe way to be able to show what's going on with a specific campaign rather than opening up the gates to everything that you have.
0: That's incredible. And then I, I imagine the chicken and egg of your company uh, is, you know, the minute Canada Post sees this, say from Marketing News Canada, they're like, well, why don't all of our other content marketing folks have a beautiful presentation like
1: Pressboard? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, there's there's two ways it happens. The media companies, most of the media companies use our software in Canada, and then quite a few like the big ones in the US, like NBC and New York Times. So the exposure to advertisers, they don't always know it's Pressboard because we white label a lot of the software but almost every advertiser in North America has probably received a press board report at some point or another
0: and then the pressure is on for the media publication to start saying you know to the advertisers like like well I can't give you a, a real time report I'll give it to you after the fact They're like no 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 I sh- I get them yeah. I, and you know it's it's branded New York Times or it's branded press board cuz the company never bothered to label yeah. it or you know so and, and so the pressure must be there, and you must be seeing a massive growth because everyone wants attribution, everyone wants coverage, everyone wants the data, and, and you're the person that can say, hey, because there's this amazing world of Google Analytics, but it's overwhelming, and it's private information, yeah. so you're that middle group that says, hey, we're going to make a good, cohesive
1: relationship between advertisers and media. Yeah, and... Like what we've seen is that if you're super transparent with your clients, so let's say you're a media company and you're super transparent with your advertisers, you're going to get more revenue from them. They're going to trust you and they're going to buy over and over and over. So even more than just the pressure they'll receive on, hey, you know, New York Times gave me a report like this. I know it can be done. Why can't you do it as well? Yes. More than that, it's that the media company sees enough value on return customers that they want to do it. Like, why not? It gives them a differentiation point, right?
0: No, it makes so much sense. Because I'm even thinking from uh, who I've spent a lot of time and continue to spend a lot of time in Google Analytics. It's very difficult to get a micro report out. It's doable, but that's a lot of legwork. Mistakes can be made and you can't do it in real time.
1: It's just not meant for that purpose. I love Google no. Analytics. I mean, it, yeah, of it serves yeah. a great purpose. It's not meant to do campaign reporting. And it's not very good at tying in other walled gardens. No, you know, Google no, Analytics no, no. doesn't great. You can't take a Facebook post and add the actual post data into Google Analytics. They don't play nice together. So you need somebody to be that layer that makes all of these different tools play well together. And then we built our own analytics as well because... Google Analytics wasn't doing a very good job of scrolling behavior or how active someone was. They use this weird time spent thing that always ends up being like two minutes or 14 minutes for the same article just based on yep. how they do it. So we built our own version of that. That was the first thing that we built. Yeah, uh, interesting. And then you can tie that in as well. So we're just one provider of analytics that fit into our hub.
0: So you kind of like got like a hot jar-esque
1: situation, yeah. kind of see what people are doing on the site. You can well, we yeah, we can see how far someone scrolled through. And the cool thing with that is, like, it's good on its own. But you know, anytime like this podcast, you're going to have to, yeah. if you want to get it in front of people, you have to promote it. Uh, e newsletter, yes. you might have yeah. a Facebook post, you might even yep. push like boost it a bit. And you want to figure out not just what's driving a bunch of like clicks. Right? Yes, but you want to know like which distribution mechanism is getting me the most attention or conversions? Yes. it's yes. really hard to do that unless you can figure out down to like the super tiny level how much time people are spending with something,
0: yeah, so big question I have podcasts. Mm-hmm. you mentioned this. And again, we actually just switched. We're, we've switched now, so it's happened recently, from uh, Anchor, which was good. And, and it got purchased while we were with them to Spotify. Spotify bought them. Yeah. And It used to give us a lot of data, and now it mostly just promotes the Spotify data, which is fine. But now we moved over to Red Circle because it's so much easier to do ad insertions, kind of pre-roll, mid-roll, end-roll, and the advertising data seems a lot more, there's a lot more of it. So the question I have for you is, and, and we actually haven't done this yet, but we were looking to figure out if Red Circle had an API that lets us put into some, like, we use Dash This as our dashboard tool for mm-hmm. our own internal purposes. Yeah. But what are you doing for advertisers for podcasts? Because yeah. it's, it's, it's a wild west world, right? Like, it's, back in the day when we were early, we, were, we started five years ago,
1: Apple didn't even tell you anything. You were yeah. kind
0: of like, I think we got some listeners. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like,
1: like you'd tag the end of it, like, email us and let us know if you're listening yeah, yeah. just so that we know. Is there anyone out there? Yeah. Yeah. Podcasts are weird still because it's essentially like an audio file, right? Mm -hmm. So think back to when video first started on the internet and you would download files and then you would watch it because it wasn't able to buffer. No. You couldn't download. And now you can stream a three gig video and it'll basically run off of your phone without even Wi-Fi. So I think we're just in the evolution of the idea of podcasting. You already see it moving towards streaming. And as things move towards being closer to tied to the internet, rather than tied to like localized files on your phone, the data is much richer. So right now you're still basically putting a file on your phone and then all that these systems can see is whether that file was downloaded. And then sometimes they can see whether it's been opened or not, but that's basically it. We're just at an evolution of podcasts though. They're moving towards streaming. And as they move towards streaming, then you get real-time data back. And the APIs built around that type of data are really strong. So you can build those into a dashboard like ours fairly easily. Uh, But for the time being, I mean, people are basically saying, how many listens did I get? Which is essentially how many times was the file downloaded. Pretty basic.
0: And that's where, yeah, we're pulling this stuff now. You know, it used to be from... um Anchor and now we're pulling it from. We're going to be pulling it from Red Circle for our advertisers to say, "Hey, this is what we know. These are the devices they're on, which I find really fascinating. This is the countries that they're in." Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at the same time, it's not as accurate as when I can give them data from, like, "This is how many people read your article right on our right. site," and and you know the the piece there, and or this is how many goals were converted thanks to okay. Google Analytics. Yeah. So with that, you know, the reports that you're getting, do you also tie in the Google goals, like the conversion data and if a purchase was made? I I assume some campaigns want that especially, right?
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, you can tie it all together as long as you have a signal between these two sources. So with Google Analytics, they often use UTM campaign parameters, like not to get too technical, but Yeah. yeah, it says like, hey, we know where this came from. And somebody mm-hmm. appended something onto the URL that says this was related to X tactic that we had. So as long as you can tie things together uh, and then using one system, sometimes like, for instance, we have the ability to tag things in certain ways and just match it up. So, hey, someone came in from Facebook through a promoted ad And then they arrived on this article and then they scrolled this far down and they clicked on this link and then they viewed this page for a minute and a half and then they converted to a cart page. And so we know the attribution of that entire uh, funnel from start to finish. So that's the types of things. And then you just build your own pipelines. Amazing.
0: So we did a, a campaign. I won't say who it was. I'll try to keep it somewhat generic here. But we did a campaign for a, a brand, and and uh, we did uh, five major media buys. And so the brand at the end was like, "Hey, we'd love to see all the reports." Like they were actually pretty. Like we kept them abreast throughout the week because they were the conversion was how many phone calls did they get, how many forms were filled out, right? And so we we had that data along the way, and and but what happened at the end? They're like, "Hey, can we see all the media buy reports that we got?" The problem is when we put them all together, like some were hori- this is my some were horizontal, some were vertical, some were massive, some yeah. were small. But I, I would have loved it if all of them actually used pressure, like everyone used one system yeah. and I could compare them apples to apples. Cause right now, for me to compare them all apples to apples, like we had to do a ton of work. Like yeah. We had to we had to dissect them and pull the data out. So have you ever had it where it's like, hey, I'm doing these five buys, but I'd like a press reader report. Like, Have you had an agency ever request it, and then they go to you and say, oh, I guess they want a press reader version, not yeah. mine.
1: Uh, press reader, there is another company called Press Reader. Or is it Press Board? Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> Press Board. My apologies. <laughs> thank you, thank okay. you.
0: Press <laughs> Board, sorry. So I want my Press Board report. Have you had yeah. anyone request that?
1: Yeah, and that's... The advertisers now are starting to get their own subscriptions to the software so that they don't have to ask their suppliers to do it. They can just say, here's a pixel, throw it on all of your stuff that we're doing Ah. with you, and then we'll take control of the data pipeline ourselves. And so that's becoming more and more common. That the advertisers so, here's the is pixel. The yeah.
0: Okay. Here's the pixel. But then all the stuff of like you know again they they pump up like the you know whatever. Does <laughs> so many people saw it impressions yeah. and this is the thing. But like and they they make these beautiful reports. They probably spend so many hours on. It'd be neat if it was all like consistent though. From well you know, I think Bell the, to Rogers to
1: you know, you, Post Media. And more than that, it's. Every person, every marketer has their own signal of what they're going for. Some yeah. people, all they care about is sales, right? I just want as many people purchasing as possible. And I don't care how many impressions I get. And then other yeah. people are thinking, you know, this is a new product. I want to make people as aware as possible. All I care yeah. about is impressions. I'm not trying to get sales out of this. Yeah. The problem with uh, with limited view of data so let's say you know i'm the media publisher and i think you care about impressions so i focus on the impressions and i tell you everything about that but i was like ah i just wanted sales so could you just give me the sales data just give everybody all of the data and let them slice it up the way that they want yeah swimsuit check sunscreen check phone charger check don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5 hetravel travel at 5-HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5-HourEnergy.com and use code 5 hetravel travel to save
0: 20%. So, okay, jumping in to this next question. So um, radio and TV right? And we're not going to even try out of home, right? So the, the one thing I'm someone actually recently on, on the show, it was ND actually, the, the mattress company, was actually yeah. putting um, it within their in, company internally. They actually put podcasts in without of home because like, oh, it's like, you know, right. it's hard to track. It's kind of like a billboard. Yeah. Um, But when we talk about TV and radio. Um, I finally got hold of the company. They uh, and they actually are the company that manually sends out these booklets, physical booklets that people fill out physically mm. to talk about wh- and and that's the reports. That's literally the technical yeah. reports that then these companies say because these x number of people filled out this piece of paper to talk about their radio and TV listening and digestion patterns, that's the data Bell or
1: whoever can say, yeah. but they, do they still I, I was, do that though. Do they yeah, still, that, that's what what they it still do It's called BBM or something, right? It
0: was crazy. And I was like, can I meet one of these people? I want to interview them. I've never met one. And so I, they've, yeah. I'm still trying to put, so I won't say the name of the company, but I'm trying to Push them to be like, I want to meet one of, the- I want to see this book because yeah. that's the data I get as a potential advertiser. That literally the source is a guy with a book in his van, yeah. or a woman with a book in her living room. And and the crazy thing, I know people like I, I and but I've yet to ever meet the actual person that has a book because maybe it's secret.
1: They're I don't unicorns. Know, I think they're yeah. unicorns. Like they're a mythical creature that fills out this book. Also, they get five dollars. So back in the day, I remember this. Yes.
0: Yes. yes. Okay.
1: They would send the. Book booklet and a five dollar bill in the booklet to compensate you for spending two weeks writing down every lit station that you're listening to which nobody does like i mean who is going to do that even if they get the five dollars and i've never met them so can't, I can't believe that that still has to no, be the way. But I guess it's, and that's
0: but that's the foundation. Yeah. But here's the craziest part: that's literally the foundation of TV and radio yeah. data we get. Because yeah. then they say they take that and then they say they assume it on the rest of the population. Yeah. So they assume it about my parents. They assume it about my grandparents. They assume it about me. Probably even that I have cable. But then I'm like, I you know I I love my Apple TV. I love like I actually subscribe to CBC Gem. I love it. Yeah. And and but now they're actually getting that data. They're starting to add that sort of data of like, hey, how often do I watch CBC Gem? Yeah. What are my listening patterns? But then I pay for the subscription, so I don't see ads.
1: Yeah, it's and worth I, it. I think it's important to be careful between the idea of if something can be measured and if it works. Those are two different things. Just because yeah. something can't be measured doesn't mean that it doesn't work. So, but, you,
0: but you're saying this from Pressboard.
1: Like your yeah. job
0: is to measure everything.
1: It measure is. It. But I mean, I, I'm. I wanted to be a marketer when I was 11 yeah. years old, right? Yeah. So I, I don't think of myself as a measurement person. I think of myself as a marketer and what tools would a marketer want to have, right? Yeah. So would I avoid? I mean, I used to work in out-of-home. I love out-of-home. I think it's yeah. one of the best mediums, like giant sign on my way home oh, yeah. from work yeah. that tells me that something exists. Like, that works. I don't care if you can measure it or not. And yeah. maybe the only way you can measure it is putting one of those counter strips on the street and counting the number of oh, right. vehicles which is how they do it right yeah uh, but i know that that sign works right yeah. because if i'm the store and i have that sign up and i'm a mile down i'm getting more business than i would otherwise and then i'm just doing math to see the difference so separate the idea of can it be measured to does it work yeah. but if you can bring those two things together then you can start evaluating everything and i i Those are the only tools radio and TV had. They just had these little books that could be sent out, these boxes on top of TVs, but that's changing. I mean, everyone streams everything now. Like every piece of media is being served through the internet in some way or another, and the internet is highly measurable. So there are companies that are doing a good job of taking like traditional metrics and trying to figure them out. I think uh, like we're both from Edmonton area. So I take a a Wayne Gretzky quote, which is like, skate to where the puck's going. So yeah. if you're going to build a company around measurement, you're probably not going to build it around someone like counting on a thirty four year old guy to fill out a booklet and yeah. It's, band, it's right? and
0: it's so inaccurate. and but the, the what frustrates me, though, is that the the salespeople who, you know, slog those numbers and yeah. are just living, and, and I'm like, and, and the prices they put to those numbers where I'm like, well it, why if you just said radio's awesome because it's so cool?" Yeah. And it's this, you know, it's the, the beauty of it. It's the, you know, the fact that you're on the radio and what creative ways you can do radio or creative ways you can do billboards so you can catch the attention in a unique manner versus, like, pitching some numbers you have. Do you know, um, so
1: Marcus Fiend or Fern, he uh, started Plenty of Fish?
0: Plenty of Fish. I, I was just at his winery last week in West Kelowna.
1: Okay, so he, yes. like, super data mm-hmm. guy, right? yeah. Yep. Uh, doesn't even, like, care about relationship apps or anything like that. Just like a pure kind of like looks at the numbers. And yeah. I remember I met him one time very socially, uh, like for owning one of the biggest yeah. matchmaking sites, like both this very conserved, like socially awkward almost, right. Or probably highly introverted. And I was talking to him and he said that he was buying TV in new markets. And I'm like, you're buying TV. I said, you're a data guy. Like there's no mm-hmm. data in that. And he said, yeah, it's perfect because they don't know what it's worth. So
0: interesting. So, like,
1: the flip side is is that if you can't measure it, you can't price accordingly. And someone that really understands that can find the delta between what it's priced at and what it's value at. I found that fascinating because everyone thinks if it's not measured, it's going to be overpriced. But it's quite possible that it's often underpriced
0: and i've seen some of those like i, I one of those uh, what's on magazine you kind know, of you can become part of this Whatever family franchise, and and you could buy the cover for of Langley, and it was thirty thousand magazines for like seven hundred bucks.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. Or,
0: or I've we we've bought um and the other one we've bought we've bought uh, morning show interviews. Sadly, more morning shows across Canada are being shut down. But we've bought a couple morning show interviews for our clients because mostly because they've yet and, and it's happened in other countries. They've yet to make it where the person has to say this is sponsored content brought yeah. to you by da 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 da. And so it actually seems and looks even though it is sponsored content we paid to be. There. There, uh, mm-hmm. in some cases, uh, it looks amazing, and it, it yeah. makes your client look. And then you add the as seen on TV on your website, and you look like huge, right? Yeah. So no, it's uh, we're we're living in a very interesting time, right? Especially when it comes to you know let, let's list them all: sponsor content, partnership content,
1: yeah, creative <laughs> content, branded yeah. content, supported content. Doesn't matter. It's <laughs> I mean it's an article or video that is being funded by an advertiser. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's what it is, right? Which differentiates it from. Uh, editorial which i consider that is being funded by the reader right yes. so it's being yes. supported in that way not through any advertiser
0: they uh, it was at globe and mail actually has their own content studio now to yeah. support thus all the the editorial almost everybody folks.
1: does almost all these yeah. media companies have like a dedicated department called the content studio that yeah. runs this and those are the teams that use our software at st joseph's they would yeah. have a probably st joseph's a, they use us yeah. yeah every yeah. i mean there's probably I don't know if there's many media companies in North America that don't use us but internationally we're not a we don't have that high of penetration so we just started looking at Europe and Australia and it's interesting cuz those media markets are are similar but different right you have something yeah. like Australia and they've got two or three players in the whole country that wow. that run their media business okay uh, and then you have something like the UK with a longer history and yeah. they might have like a dozen local media companies so
0: how many would you say Canada has when you kind of look at the Canadian market?
1: Yeah, Canada has like the big four or five, right? The ones you mentioned, yeah. like Bell and Postmedia, um, Globe and Mail. And then you yeah. have like St. Joseph that owns some. And then you have kind of the more digital only, the Narcities yeah. and Daily Hives. Yeah, And then you have a few more like niche ones. Altogether, maybe a dozen or two, two dozen. And you got like Black Press and Glacier, yeah. right? They're these yeah. families of local newspapers, right? Yeah, exactly. They. It's funny because no one might know who Glacier media is but if you've ever had if you have a local news site or local newspaper delivered you to our glacier media or black press is definitely one of the two companies that owns it
0: yeah no it's it's wild and I'm and, you know we create this infographic about all the kind of media outlets across Canada and who owns what and what yeah. uh, but we're we noticed we were updating it like once a quarter last few years but now we're updating it like once a month yeah right just to keep up with it
1: and well, uh, there's this thing that's happening I think everywhere which is like the we're at a bundling. So, like, yes. markets, industries go through bundling and unbundling. Yeah. They, it's just this regular, you can, like, track the cycle. And the media world is in a bundling phase. Mm-hmm. So big media companies are buying other media companies, consolidating it yeah. to get together. Big influencers on TikTok are teaming yeah. up into houses, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. You have writers for big newspapers that went and started Substack. They started their yes. own newsletter yes. and are starting to right. get together in groups now. Because it's really difficult to be an individual person doing a media company or running your entire back office and accounting and sales yeah. processes. So sometimes these things work better together. And we're in a bundling phase right now.
0: Look at Pushkin.
1: I find that fascinating.
0: Malcolm's yeah. been attracting all these incredible reporters and him being a reporter himself and just giving
1: them this amazing platform. Yeah. And Spotify picked up Joe Rogan, right? That's a yeah. bundling. Like Joe Rogan was a media property. And now yeah. Spotify, he's one media property inside of the Spotify world. So you have this wow. bundling that's happening.
0: I wonder. I'm watching uh, like Canada-wide media. I'm a huge fan of BC Business, BC Living. Yeah. You have a bunch, and and again, the, the interplay of them buying and selling between them and Yellow Pages. You know, they yeah. they picked up some Yellow Pages pieces, and then Rogers dropped a bunch and sold to Brunico and sold to Saint Josephs, and. Yeah. I, I'm curious what this next year will unfold, especially when like many people aren't physically in their offices getting physical magazines, especially on the B2B yeah. side of things.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I think that we're in a consolidation phase of media okay. in general. Yeah. Even the social media networks. I mean, Facebook has consolidated a lot of the apps, whether it's you know Facebook Messenger or Instagram. Uh, WhatsApp, right? They're all being kind of bundled together. And even Facebook just renamed everything by Facebook. So it's really clear what's happening. And then that becomes inefficient. And then you have a debundling again or an unbundling, right? And then they decide, hey, listen, let's break out on our own again and just keep the cycle going over and over. Throughout history, this has happened. So there's no reason to think it wouldn't happen again, right?
0: Yeah, that's wild. So uh, has it been fun for you as like, uh, you know, in the position you're in, you have a really cool kind of agnostic position in the media world. And and have you seen that? Like when you look back when newspapers started and TV and radio started, are you watching those trends kind of in and out, in and out, kind of every 10 years, every 20?
1: Yeah, what I'm amazed at is that If you look at the long view of companies in the stock market or media companies in the media world, the big ones last through decades of change. I don't know how, but these big enterprises are able to weather ups and downs that some companies couldn't make for 18 months. And I don't know if it's they have the ability to raise Capital, if they have a large enough audience base, if they have really smart people, the Heritage Canada fund. that's yeah, maybe like purely- they get some funding. People come and support them, right? Like oh, yeah. as soon as the media world starts to falter, because it's yeah. supposed to be this, uh, you know, challenge to the government. It's a necessary yeah. part of society. Funding becomes available in one way yeah. or another, and yeah. so that's something I've really found interesting. I'm really into investing as well, and you see companies like IBM that were supposed to be. They've been called a dinosaur like 15 different times mm-hmm. and they just continue to like evolve and change over time. And like, it's not easy. We have a small company. It's hard for us to shift direction. How yeah. do you shift a hundred thousand person organization? Yeah. Uh, as much as like we fault them for a lot of things, it's, it's kind of impressive that you can turn like an arc around over a 10 year period of time.
0: My first computer in the 90s was an IBM computer. Yeah. That's where I first downloaded LimeWire and Napster and got got
1: MP3s. Well, there's this, like, so uh, my kids who, so one of my kids is 10, and he loves Microsoft. Yeah. He thinks Apple is a dinosaur. Oh, interesting. But we think Apple is cool, but that's because we think that we're cool, right? Is, Is
0: it because of Minecraft?
1: Yeah, so he's massively, in like, he yeah. loves Minecraft as his yep. choice, but he loves everything about Microsoft hardware. Like, he oh, wants my Surface. La- I got him a Surface laptop because yeah. he didn't want the one that he, like, he just didn't like it. He wanted to save up and get a yeah. Microsoft laptop, which to me is, like, a 10-year-old kid yeah. is, like, so into Microsoft, seems so weird, and, and Minecraft, loud. which is, like, the worst pixelation intentionally mm-hmm. of oh, anything. Yeah. They're into Weird Al. Yeah. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. My fourteen-year-old, same thing. He's into both those. He loves those. Yeah. He's he's. I. He was just Minecrafting the other night, just
1: going at it. Yeah. Nothing is new, right? Everything is cyclical. Yeah. Um, And I think like I've had a long enough view now on this ad industry to be able to see that it is cyclical. And when you zoom out a little ways, what you find out is that people are really into like news and lifestyle content, and they just want to be entertained sometimes. And whoever gives them the best stuff. To yep. be able to do that uh, consistently yep. over a long enough period of time is going to get that audience every time.
0: Wow. Yeah, BuzzFeed man, that, I, I still love that BuzzFeed influenced the the our even vernacular so much that we now you know in, in most circles use the term listicle in our industry. Yeah. Like you know, it, they influenced the yeah yeah like uh, it, it's a format. And then I'm watching mainstream media that have like you know grade twelve university level articles. You know, language levels, and then they're writing in the formalisticals that they know that what's
1: what readers want and, and what they want to consume right well, yeah. now. Well, BuzzFeed just got picked up by Verizon. So yeah. Verizon was AOL, right? Like AOL made disks that we put into our computers to get onto the internet, right? Wow. And that company that made those disks has consolidated together Verizon Yahoo, BuzzFeed, having a post, all the rest of them yeah. into these things. So we're we're just going through that phase right now.
0: Yeah. And with that, the sad part of Huffington Post Canada took a hit because yeah. of that, which is too bad. Yeah, I know bad. some
1: people over there. It's uh, They made it through a bunch of cuts over the last few years with all this consolidation. And then that was it. I mean, loss of a. I like to have as many <laughs> selfishly for yeah. the business. The more customers there are out there, yeah. the less consolidation is probably yeah. best. But just as a person, I love, like, people have made fun of how Huffington Post wrote because it was random bloggers. Like, I think I wrote for Huff Post. You've probably written for Huff Post. But it was cool. It was something different, yeah. right? It, yeah. it wasn't controlled by just the reporters that had been in the field forever, which have their value. But yes. I love that. Uh, you know, a bunch of different voices is important for a society. Yeah,
0: and now uh, Ariana's uh, Thrive Global. I, I published something there recently, and it's yeah. uh, I, I really like what she's doing with more like self care and kind of yeah. soul care stuff. Yeah, know she's done well, but it, it, it's ironic though that as the Canada Huffington Post office shuts down, uh, Reddit comes and opens an office yeah. in Canada. Uh, we call it uh, TikTok. It just expanded their office in Canada. Like it's like these uh, you know other media outlets, and and uh, we had TikTok on recently, and he would say uh, Josh Bloom would say I'm not we're not a social media platform, we are an entertainment platform. Mm. Because right. of the audio, because of the video part of it all. So, his, uh, which I found very fascinating, because I feel like any form of media that you can socialize with, social media. But yeah. for him, he's saying, no, no, you come
1: on and you watch
0: and listen and experience for an hour, two hours at a time.
1: Yeah, right. it's probably closer to YouTube. I don't think YouTube's a social network. I think YouTube is an entertainment network and yeah. it just has a wider variety of creators than yes. a TV yeah. channel does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you go there to sit back. Watch yeah. watch some stuff be entertained for that, you know, while
0: you're waiting in line. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Last night there was a live premiere of season two premiere of this TV series that chose to not go on Netflix, not go on Prime, not go on a, a cable network. It was the largest crowdfunded TV series ever in the history of crowdfunding. Yeah. And and they did their season one and then they just launched season two last night. And I was like, and sure enough, on Apple TV, you get the YouTube app. I subscribe to their you know, channel, and it was so cool because I was like, "Yeah, our family sat down and an HD watched this TV series done by YouTube." They, 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 you know, went around every other course of
1: action that they yeah. could have. I, I mean, know? TV is like you have a smart TV. I imagine uh, I do,
0: but but I don't, but I don't like smart TVs because I find the button hard. <laughs> right. So so I, I even though I have a smart TV, I still use Apple TV,
1: the uh, the yeah. the box. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know that. I say stuff like this all the time, but we sound like our parents, right? Where they're like, "How do I get this remote to work?"
0: Oh no! <laughs> I, well, I just find it annoying, and even actually, of but I, I replace uh, one of our Google Chromecast stopped working, so I, I wanted to check out the Google uh, TV, the Chromecast yeah. TV cast yeah. or whatever they're calling it, and it is—it's very comparable to Apple TV.
1: Yeah, like yeah. I, I find I'm an Apple fan too. I have the Apple TV set up, but what I. So along the bottom of any Apple TV or anything else it's just a bunch of apps, right? Yes. They're just a bunch of boxes. And TELUS TV, which is our TV provider, is just one app. YouTube is yeah. an app, Cineplex has an app, Netflix yes, has an I app. I saw the Cineplex
0: right? one, but I'm like That's yeah. it. They're
1: just they're just apps. That are entertainment apps, and I could easily see you having a TikTok app in that same row. Yeah, well, why not? Said, it's Facebook TV's on there, but I've yeah. never actually opened it. I've always no. seen
0: the app. somehow I downloaded it at one point, but I've never actually
1: watched Facebook TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't, not either. I don't know where. Okay, you even know find
0: who it. has a TV? Is a media producer? Is Mailchimp? Fascinating. Okay. They've, they've got like I think they've produced now like eight series of TV mm. series and like movies and stuff, but like Mailchimp. Yeah, that blows my mind. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, random. But, okay, so advertisers, this is the way to go. Now, if I go to your site, or, or yep. someone who is an advertiser right now, can you get sample reports of what this looks like? Do you have any generic ones that someone could like view and experience?
1: Yeah, or? even further than that. I mean, there's one thing to look at someone else's report, and there's another yeah. thing to build your own. So we, okay. we let anybody set up their first campaign okay. and report for free. So they just really? log in. Yeah, log first in. First one's free for anyone. An account. Yeah, keep it as long as you want. Use that report. Why not, right?
0: Dude. It's like, okay. It's, it's like, a, like you're giving that free. It's like Menchies. I go to Menchies, They give me little samples. And then yeah, I'm like, oh. exactly.
1: Exactly. It's a drug deal. It's like first <laughs> yes, one's free, right? Yes, yes, but yes. But really, I mean, what better way? I could try and explain, you know, okay. all these data sources, but it yeah. only really matters once you've found use in it yourself. Okay. So I that's what I would say. I'm like, find out if the product's good for you. If the product's good for you, you probably are gonna want to use it more. And if it's not good for you, you know, no harm, no foul. It didn't cost you anything. I'm I'm excited for the next time we do like
0: more than five. Especially more than five media buys to use to get the press board process. Because I just think, even from our client's perspective, like I felt bad for, like it felt bad for our client because I had to like take these five mishmashed reports. Yeah. And then like they had a delay. And I said, I'll show you what you have right now, but we're trying to consolidate it all. And so they had to wait a while for us to consolidate it all. And it was just annoying. So I just love the idea that we can simplify it thanks to press board.
1: Well, I had the same problem as you seven years ago. Yeah. Like the only reason this company exists is because I had a problem. I selfishly wanted to solve my own problem. I have a business partner, TM, who's like a genius software developer and engineer. And he basically said, like, you've got too many humans doing work that humans shouldn't do. Like compiling Excel sheets and PowerPoint docs. You know what's good at that? Code. Code can do that super fast and really well. And he's like, why don't I build you? He said, I'll build you an Iron Man suit. Right. And I was sold. I didn't even know what he meant by that. But I was like, I'll take it. Whatever. I'll do that.
0: So on top of your head, you don't know if Red Circle or Anchor API goes into the press board yet, correct? I don't
1: think we have like a custom integration for that, but I imagine the, there's a way to be able to bring the data in. There's something. Jared, that's amazing. I'm so excited. Are you, are you ready for the rapid fire? I'm ready. We're going to jump right in. Right.
0: Thank you for sharing so much. By the way, this was awesome. Okay. Uh, what was your first job,
1: Jared? Uh, I delivered flyers. Yes. Uh, in Edmonton. In a small town south of Edmonton, Beaumont. I did that for two years, and then I subcontracted my two sisters to do my route, and I took ten mm. percent off the top. And it was my dad owned a business, and uh, brilliant. he was the one that like constructed. It. He's like, "This is your sisters want a job. Yeah. They're too young to be able to be able to apply to flyer Force. Yeah, he said you could just set this up as like a little mini company. So that was my first job. It's amazing. First first
0: entrepreneurial venture too. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's amazing. Uh, are you a night owl or early
1: bird? Oh, early bird. I was up at 6, and I go to bed at 10. Nice. Cat or a dog person? We just got a puppy, so dog person. And I'm allergic to cats.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, First thing that you marketed?
1: Oh, I would say, first real thing, was I got a job out of college that was to sell bike rack ads to local bars and restaurants. Okay. And I was the only person that worked there, and I had to do it out of my car. So I had to do the whole thing. I would say that's the first thing. I mean, sales and marketing Mm -hmm. to me are the same thing. Yeah, yes, yes.
0: Very cool. Dark or milk chocolate?
1: Dark chocolate. It's healthy like carrots, right? Exactly. (laughs) Um, Number one thing on your bucket list right now? Uh, I'd like to get a cabin or something close to water. Yes. Amazing. That's a great goal. Um, Favorite word right now? Uh, uh, Refactoring is one in the tech world that's used. Okay. I I don't know what it means. But it doesn't matter. No one ever asks you a follow-up on it. Just say like, oh, we're just refactoring. It's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) What is a word that needs to die right now? Unprecedented. It's
0: been I think overused. Yeah. There you go. Um, what is the last charity you supported financially or with your time and why?
1: Mm. Uh we we do a fair amount with the SPCA. Before (laughs) we had a puppy. And yeah. now I think even more importantly, because, I mean, we took a long time to make a decision to get a puppy, a few years, yeah. but a lot of people are making a quick decision to get a puppy. And I think in yeah. six months when everyone goes back to offices, or if they do, there's going to be a lot of people that realize they shouldn't own a dog. So I yeah. think the SPCA is going to need a lot of help in a, in a few months yeah. or years.
0: Okay, that's, that's a good point. Very good point. Uh, what is a movie that you love?
1: Uh, my favorite two movies are Good Will Hunting yes. and Pitch Perfect. Amazing. It's great. <laughs> uh, what is a favorite song or album on repeat right now? Oh, I just got uh, Nirvana Unplugged, the MTV yes. Unplugged on yep. oh, vinyl. Oh, so wow. I li- uh, that's what I listen to, and then my yes. kids listen to Weird Al all the time, so I yeah. hear that all the time. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, if you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing right now? I wanted to be an architect, yeah, okay. Uh, I think it's because it's, it's art and science, and advertising yeah. is art and science. And I love yeah. the mixture of those two things. So I would say that's the other thing. I, I love bridges too. Yes.
0: Okay. That's really cool.
1: I'm always amazed at bridges. Yeah, it's very, yeah, I'm always in awe yeah. that we, we built those. Like I didn't um, build one. I have no, no idea how they do them, no, right? They did it. They it's like the universe. Them. universe goes forever. Like I don't know how that works. Or bridges.
0: Yeah.
1: It's awesome. Uh, what is an app on your phone you can't live without? I'm a news junkie, so I actually love Apple News. It's like quick and aggregated. I
0: I actually, Apple News and Google News are two of my favorites, but I I love seeing the difference between the two, like what Mm. they're suggesting for me.
1: And I find I'm like, what are you, the difference between the two and their agendas. The Google version of you versus the, like the search version of you versus the device version of you. Yes,
0: yes, (laughs) yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: What is your favorite children's book? Uh, Dr. Seuss and actually I just heard a podcast about Dr. Seuss and what's yeah. crazy is like all those books that we know Green Eggs and Ham, Cat yeah, and Hat yeah, yeah. they're like he wrote them in 1957 Yeah, and like they were my parents favorite books as kids they're my favorite books yeah. as kids and they're yeah. my kids favorite books and they haven't changed anything with them same yeah. illustrations like yeah. that's staying power right? Yeah, man! I just watched Horton hears the who this yeah. last week, and it was beautiful. And and the the
0: the, the message behind it's beautiful. No yeah. matter how small you are, uh, give those people a voice and yeah. let them be heard. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, what's the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about?
1: Okay, so I I don't know if you read Sapiens, but it's kind of this book about like how human <laughs> history evolved. My wife read it, and she she I
0: got some of the commentary from my wife. Yeah,
1: I mean, what I took away from it was this idea that. Uh, What makes humans different is that we believe in myths. Yeah. And I think what I really realized was that everything that we believe is possibly a myth. Like I, you know, whether it's a religion or a company or a country, or even possibly like, you know, in 2000 years, people are going to look back and be like, they didn't really know what they were doing. Did they like the science stuff, even like they missed all the stuff below the atom. Right. Or like how the universe works. And I think this idea of myths, not having to be correct, yeah. Uh, but them just being real is yeah. is something that uh, was like a fundamental shift in the way I looked at the world. Amazing. That's really cool.
0: What is the best thing that you bought for under $10? Ooh.
1: Uh, this is also a really cool thing that you can learn how to do, which is if you go on Boston, if you ever order pizza from Boston Pizza, mm-hmm. my favorite pizza is the tropical chicken pizza. Yes. It's usually, and I'm my family's basically gluten-free, so we always get the cauliflower one. Mm-hmm. It's usually like $24. But if you order it on the kids' menu, it's $9.99 for the same pizza. What? And you get applesauce and a drink.
0: And, is it, and it's the same size?
1: It's the same one. I think the only reason this works, I don't think you could do it if you were in Boston pizza. Yeah. Beca- but because it's COVID and everything's ordering— Okay. Uh, that's the best thing that I bought for under $10. That
0: is amazing. And is it, uh, d- what do they call it, the... Cauliflower crust. Or the um, Skip the Dishes, or do you go right yes, to the box? Skip the dishes. dishes. Okay, that is incredible. What is a marketing book that you'd recommend?
1: Mm, I like all the Malcolm Gladwell ones, but Tipping Point yeah. is, I think, like a classic for marketers and non-marketers.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's probably my favorite marketing book as well. Oh, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, what's a podcast that you recommend to other marketers and advertisers?
1: Mm, uh, well, Malcolm Gladwell has a great one. Yes. Uh, what's it called? Re- revisionist History. Yeah, and, those are those are amazing. Yes. And I like Dak Shepard. Yes. Uh, Armchair Expert is solid. And then I'll self-plug Science of Storytelling, which is my podcast. Brilliant. And of course, this podcast. Well, that's, that's awesome.
0: And is there anyone that you go to like for more journalistic or kind of media ones, or is there like a newsletter or a website you'd recommend for that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm big into like investing in the market. So for newsletters, I think Morning Brew yeah. does an incredible job. Quick read. It's great for like non super deep investment people. Yeah, you just want a quick glimpse. That's
0: awesome. Those are great ones. Uh, what is the last thing that you Googled?
1: Huh. Uh, this morning, very advertising related, yeah. I Googled a commercial from the 80s. There yep. was this commercial that was for Life Cereal Yes. and it was Mikey... Mikey will eat it. Mikey will eat yeah. it. Yeah. So no. we were having food and I have a kid that will eat basically anything. Yep. And we just passed him over the bowl and I'm like, Mikey, will eat it. And I got blank stares from everyone. And I'm like, this is a uh, commercial from the 80s. Yeah. And just a bunch of blank stares. But we watched it and it doesn't, it doesn't hold up. No,
0: <laughs> no. No, it, it. You know, ironically, it was my favorite cereal growing up uh, was Life cereal, and and I had really? a teddy bear named Mikey, and so that's why it was very close to my heart that commercial.
1: So you're the only person that's favorite cereal is Life cereal. Yeah,
0: no, it's. I don't <laughs> know why I loved it so much, and I loved how soggy it got when it got right. wet, and just no, it was. I loved
1: it for some reason. <laughs> that's great.
0: What is? I know you've already shared one life hack. I feel like, but what is it? Maybe another life hack you'd be willing to share with listeners.
1: Mm. Uh, this isn't mine, but yeah, beyond ordering off of the kid's menu, yes, I would say like, I don't, I haven't always had time for a lot of exercise, yeah. but I read a book or I, I listened to this thing about like filling the like two minute gaps in your day with exercise. So while you're waiting for the shower to yeah. heat up or while you're waiting for your coffee, just do like 10 pushups. That's a great idea. And you have enough of these like two minute slots in the day that you end up doing like 50 pushups a day. And nothing changes. Your behavior doesn't change at all because you're going to be standing there anyway.
0: Wow, that is great insight. I never would never have thought of that. That's really smart. I, know.
1: I, I wish I could take full credit for it, but I did hear it somewhere. So, and, and if you're an Apple Watch wearer,
0: you're going to fill your circles. You can get your full yeah. time
1: whatever yeah. <laughs> goal you put. Exactly.
0: I want to ask this: um, startups who are doing business in the U.S. As a Canadian, what's your advice? What's maybe kind of like biggest learning uh, that people can uh, get from you?
1: Yeah, through, so we did this. We went into the U.S. and we did it like the full way. Set up a U.S. entity, opened up an office in New York, did everything. And my recommendation would be just do it without all of that. Like, just go to the U.S., meet some clients, put that on Canadian paper, and just, so that's one thing, is like, try it, just go for it. Yeah. And you can figure out all the paperwork stuff later. Yeah. And then the other advice that I didn't do originally is, like, lean into being Canadian. So, I started out, the reason I did all this, I thought Americans liked working with Americans. So, I I wouldn't say that I was American, but I didn't really say that I was Canadian. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm at our New York office. Yeah. And then I slipped up one time and, like, leaned into my accent. And all of a sudden, I was a novelty. And um. people love Canadians. And since then, I mean, I probably intentionally have a stronger accent half the time. Talk about hockey when i maybe if it wasn't even. People, be who you are, yeah. and and people will appreciate that. And Canada's a very well-respected country in the U.S., so that would be my advice.
0: That's amazing. And and thanks to the federal government, all those
1: kind of U.S. export grants, the 100K, Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. both countries want us to do this yeah the u.s encourages it and canada encourages it so just go for it that's awesome so jared where can people find you and where can they learn
0: more about you and your company
1: yeah pressboardmedia.com yeah and then same thing on twitter linkedin me personally probably find me on linkedin uh yeah All, all over the internet
0: amazing jared it's been a pleasure to have you on the show thank you so much for joining us this week Thanks for having me. I loved it. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week on Marketing News Canada, and we'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers.
2: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See betmgm.com for terms. Twenty-one plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread? Soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas.